I did see half the battle. I did see an awesome tweet that was uh that was some basically along the lines of look, we all lie to ourselves so we can have an extra hour of daylight. Why don't we all just lie to ourselves to have an extra day off on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> fucking try to make that work. I'm and I was shit like, about that. No, that's I That's fair. I look at fucking like Arizona they pulled yeah. it off, dude. Fuck, why can't we? Oh look, it's five o'clock. I'm driving home from work. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary and it's a huge fucking pain in the ass. It's just a pain. I'd like the sun to still be up when I'm walking out of work in the morning in the afternoon. Yeah, because it's nice. Yeah, it's fucking cold when it's not. Like I already feel like I need to go home. Like guys, we need to wrap it up. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Yes. Now, are they are they <laughs> UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't you know. know planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome, everybody, to Strange Uncles. Uh, I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm looking at cat videos on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nice. Glad you're concentrating, sir. Fuck. That shit's funny. Um, Yeah, so, number one, hi, guys. It's been... A short while Ooh. since we've been here yet again. We survived Halloween-ish, I believe. I barely did. Uh, yeah, that's the most fucking hungover I've been in a really long time. <laughs> and that drinks a bit. Oh, well, I tried to hook up with you, man, but you were unpopular. I think we left like early. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. I was, was, I was like, hey, I'm at Poplar. I thought you guys were there. And then, uh, I mean, should we say that bar name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I get to add that out. <laughs> That's like, nobody knows what it is anyway. So. Uh, yeah, no, I went to, I thought, I figured you guys would still be at the bar. And then we went and Tori won a costume contest at a brewery. And then we went to another place. And I'm pretty sure I was drugged that night. Were you roofied? I don't know. I was keeping it easy the whole night. I didn't even drink like while we were passing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Um, I like how you classify, <laughs> you clarify. Just so you know, I wasn't drunk when we were passing candy out. No, no, but by the time we left, like I had six beers and three shots in a five-hour time. Yeah, that's not oh, a lot. No, not that's at all. not a lot, especially for me. And look at us here trying to measure that out. Man, oh, that's nothing. All of a sudden, no, I could drink that at lunch and go back to work. <laughs> yeah, we were at our friend's house, and I. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna spare everybody the details, but. Really? No shit. It was embarrassing. I woke up and I'm like, how did I, how did that happen? And Tori's like, I don't know. You didn't even drink. Weird. That much. So huh. you know. I saw her outfit though. What'd she win? Uh, what was she? She was a wacky, wavy, inflatable flailing. Oh She's my fucking right. God. And she was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she was tearing it up. Like they did this song and all of a sudden she wasn't moving and she was just crouched on the ground. It was just, the song was going, going, going. <laughs> and all of a sudden the fucking bass dropped and like, she just went crazy, and the bar was going nuts. And I, like, I kind of lost my voice, being like, yeah! yeah it was fucking hilarious. Honey, wear that to bed next time. Yeah. God damn, that's hilarious. And she made it, so, like, it's just, 
She's awesome. I saw yeah. your picture on Instagram. I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah. you were a white Russian, I think, or some shit yeah, like that. I, I, yeah. It was just some easy thing. And then I was a yeah. pukey Russian. <laughs> okay. Well, I never well that's puke. later I mean, on. You know, <laughs> cultural woke relativism. Next, woke up right. and looked at my pants the next morning. I'm like, hmm. Well, the wife went as a fork in the road. Literally, she had like little dots in her shirt with a fork tape to it. I thought that was clever. Nice. And then I was a dictator, so I tied a potato around my waist, and there you go. Didn't get into many places, did you? I uh, got into Poplar. So, well, you know, we have very low standards. <laughs> There's a plus in you. <laughs> but it was still fun nonetheless. Um, yeah. It was cool. And our Christmas is over, and now we're in the middle of this the throes of daylight savings time and everything else. Well, I went as a shitty yeah. rockabilly devil, and let me tell you, I'm about the cape life. Are you? I think we should you bring do with your cape back. It was just awesome. It kept me warm. Like I fucking. <laughs> You're like a homeless man. You don't man know in the park. if I have a sword or a gun or if I'm just like naked. Yeah. Like it was awesome. I could have nothing but this cape on. I'm all about cape life. That's just fucking funny. No, it was cool. It was cool Halloween. Um, I think after that too. Again, we're rolling a daylight savings time. John, don't say anything. I know you hate it. I do I hate too. It. I think everybody does. You know, now is the time of year. So we're gonna continue with the weird and the high strangeness, though. On that. Um, I don't know. You know, Christmas is next. We'll see. You know where we're at, but we got some things lined up. Does anyone actually fucking care about Christmas? Uh, I don't. Mm, no. I could give two shits personally. Working in the but. service industry and retail for as long as I have has just killed any holiday. I joy lost I the get. Christmas spirit like, like years ago. Um, so. The reason I hate Christmas is because I think just growing up, not like a devastatingly poor kid, but definitely like on the poor side of things, and like somehow right. being like brainwashed into like well i need this toy i need that race car i need i need i need and then every christmas it just sucked because you had socks i got socks i got a bible with my name on it (laughs) like oh that's that's the gift of of salvation (laughs) well thank you mom i I know she was doing what she could and so Uh, you know but like but that's the thing like my mom was doing what she could but then i just kept like getting all these gifts that i thought sucked and then so it like made me hate Christmas. Um but now I just hate Christmas because it made me feel all materialistic and like well, that's yeah. what it is, dude. And I'm like, well, that's not what it was about either. And my mom was trying her hardest to like yeah. give us something. And yeah, we got socks and some DI or, you know, thrift shop like dress shirts and stuff and dude, I'm with but you. one I of the it. best Christmases I, I ever had. Um my mom asked me what I want for Christmas and I was like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. And then like a few weeks into November, I was like, Oh, Hey, I figured out what I want. And she was like, Oh, it's all taken care of. So whatever. Tough shit. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I got groceries for Christmas. Nice. And it was fucking awesome. It's actually funny. I raised, so I raised my kid on my own for quite some time, but I decided one year for Christmas when he was, I think like six or seven, I got this wild idea. I'm like, okay, no materialism. We're not going to do this. I go, huh, son, we're going to make our own Christmas gifts and we're going to give each other our, you would have thought I ripped his own fucking arm off and beat him over the head with it. It was just crying, whining. Oh yeah. Maybe it's six or seven. Wasn't a good call. No. Just yeah. saying. That's, you know. that's not a real emotionally I, I tried to age. think, yeah, I tried to think hippy dippy out of the box. Maybe wait till he's failed. 25 and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It would probably be worse than that, but fuck, I tried anyway. But enough about Christmas, bah humbug. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually have a Christmas story that uh, we'll kick off here later on. But um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a coworker of mine called Sharon, 
who actually works up on the uh, upper floor in the building. And uh, she caught on that that we do this podcast. And I, I find it funny because, you know, she evidently she likes listening to it because she's like, okay, I'm, I'm on your witches episode and I'm on this episode, but I'm like, said they're at my desk and I'm trying to catch up on emails. I'm trying to do, you know, every, all the other tasks going on. And then all of a sudden my IM pops up and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you never fucking seen ET. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, no, I've never seen ET. <laughs> so it's just funny. And you know, it's people oh, like yeah, that Sharon. that make me laugh. Yeah, exactly. So, um, to each and everybody, I hope you guys will listen to it. And, um, you know, when it's personal like that, there's something to be said. And uh, we got a couple more followers on Podbean, which is cool. Hey, guys. subscribed. Yeah. So by all means, uh, we can tell you how to find us and how to get a hold of us and uh, give us your feedback. I think the one thing that you can do that will help us is just reviews on iTunes, right? Oh, yeah. Rate and review. Rate Please. and review. Yeah. Please. <laughs> However, anywho, um, we got good feedback from Connie West, too, by the way. Um, she actually requested to get the interview sent to her, and I guess she had a pretty good uh, fallout for the Halloween thing. She had oh, people really? show up. So cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I actually honestly want to try and make it out there next year. Yeah, that for sounds like a, so for cool. Halloween. Fucking a. Yeah. Just get trashed, eat burgers. and In the middle of nowhere. I mean, shit, you can't yeah. hurt anything. I mean, that you sounds know? awesome. What are you going to do? Run into a cactus? There's yeah. nothing. So, well, there's that military thing behind the building, but, you know. We, we don't care what that is. I'm far too lazy to walk that far. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just funny. Um, but anyway, all in all, good feedback. Um, this is our news episode. Like we said before, we try to do this every fourth episode, at least once a month. And we'll post this on the website as well. You can find it on there as 14 News. And uh, we just list all of our links down and, you know, hopefully you guys like them. So we pulled news from everywhere that's just kind of odd and weird. And this what's makes that's what makes up this thing. So, who wants to kick it off? Mm, As we stare at each other. I mean, I always go first, I feel like. I feel like every time I'm like, oh, I'll go. I'll go. You'll Uh-oh. go? As yeah. he cracks his knuckles. Here we go. We're in for a fucking uh, spin, folks. The man looking at cat videos is going to go first. <laughs> well, that's those are my news stories. I found a awesome cat video account on instagram well thank god i can't wait to hear about it's it called, oh, jesus it's called Christ cursed cats almighty so we're just gonna watch fucked up cat videos all right let's blow through this one and get to the real stuff all right <laughs> you <laughs> like go, you just shut up. <laughs> just all right so <clears throat> is this thing on uh nasa's voyager 2 spacecraft beamed back unprecedented data from interstellar space it indicates a mysterious extra layer outside our solar system by Morgan McFall Johnson from Business Insider. Yeah, I actually, I actually I did read this. this. Yeah. Oh, good. I basically was going to read it verbatim because there's like just so much cool stuff in I, there. there is, you can do, um, do what you want. So the data suggests the presen- presence of a previously unknown boundary of previously unknown boundary layers beyond the edge of our solar system, the area known as the heliopause. Uh, scientists hope to launch a new mission, launch new missions to interstellar space so they can study this puzzle and other mysteries from the Voyager mission. NASA Voyager 2 probe exited our solar system nearly a year ago, becoming the second spacecraft ever to enter interstellar space. It followed six, uh, six years behind its sister spacecraft Voyager 1. 
which reached the limits of the solar system in 2012, but a plasma measuring instrument on Voyager 1 had been damaged. So that probe could not gather crucial data about the transition from our solar system into interstellar space. Uh, Voyager 2, which left the solar system with its instruments intact, completed the set of data. Scientists shared their findings for the first time on Monday via five papers published in the journal Nature Astronomy. The analysis indicates that uh, there are mysterious extra layers between our solar system's bubble and interstellar space. So the bubble is the heliosphere, um, which I didn't know was like a bubble bubble, but it's like basically the charged ionized solar winds create yeah, the, the yeah. heliosphere and that uh sends the the basically interstellar plasma winds around our solar system kind of and that whole it's thing is that whole thing is around yeah our whole entire solar system yeah like kind of like a bullet shaped right like sort a little of bit we yeah. pushed out yeah, yeah. I, I caught some. Um, we'll link to this because there are some really interesting pictures of it's it cool too. it's fucking um, cool and it's weird thinking about that yeah, uh, you know, they call it the bow, uh, the bow shock, um, mm. and that because it's like the bow of a boat cutting through water. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, material from the solar bubble is leaking outside upstream into the galaxy at a distance of up to a billion miles. The new boundary layer suggests there are stages in transition from our solar bubble to the space beyond scientists did not previously understand. On November 5th, 2018, Voyager 2 left what is known as the heliosphere um, and entered the heliopause. In that, um, in that area, the edge of our solar system's bubble, solar winds meet the flow of interstellar wind folding back on themselves. Isn't that fucking crazy to think of? It's almost like a wave on a beach, you know? Like there's something out there pushing just a little bit back to keep everything encompassed into our little area. But then when you go further out, it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. It's a cool concept. Um, so it took, <clears throat> it took both spacecraft less than a day to travel through the entire heliopause. Um, the twin probes are now speeding through a region known as the bow shock, which I just mentioned. Um, and then both Voyager probes measured changes in the intensity of cosmic rays as they crossed the heliopause along with uh, the transition between magnetic fields inside and outside of the bubble. But because so much of the transition from our solar system to the space beyond is marked by changes in plasma, a hot ionized gas that is um, most abundant state of matter in the universe, Voyager 1's damaged instrument had difficulty measuring it. Hmm. Now the measurements from Voyager 2 indicate that uh, the boundaries between our solar system and interstellar space may not be as simple as scientists once thought. The data indicates that there's a previously unknown layer, and this just keeps repeating itself. Cool. Um, <laughs> so uh, there appears to be a region just outside the heliopause where still uh, where we're still connected. There's still some connection back to the inside. Uh, Edward Stone, a physicist who worked on the Voyager mission since '72, said on the call. Um, and what's more, the new results also showed that compared to Voyager 1, Voyager 2 experienced a much smoother transition from the heliopause to a new strong magnetic field beyond the solar system. Uh, that remains a puzzle, and the scientists hope to continue studying these boundaries over the next five years before the Voyager probes run out of fuel. Um, the heliopause is an obstacle to the interstellar flow, Stone added. What uh, We want to understand that complex interaction on the largest scale as we can and that just i think that shit's so interesting did you say 
in there that uh we knew about the heliosphere before this before the voyager went through it yeah i think With voyager it, one or do we know before i that? think well, they knew about the heliosphere and the heliopause but i think that there's they didn't know about like there's never been anything to for us to it. study it yeah and it, and so it was all kind of theoretical. Uh-huh. Like they could see it with telescopes and shit. Yeah. That blows my mind. Um, Crazy. But, man, what did, do you guys know what the farthest thing is that man-made instrument is that is out there? It, isn't it Voyager? Yeah. It's the Voyager 1 that's the farthest thing out yeah. there. Come on, man. You've seen Star Trek motion picture. V'ger. Um, I was actually thinking of you when I was reading that story <laughs> because of that. Um. I think that I accidentally copy and pasted the part where he was talking about extra layers we didn't understand over the part where he talked about uh, Voyager 1 being much farther out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And they both have like the golden record and everything in right. case they come That's into contact with yeah. yep. okay. any So the Voyager 1 has the golden record. They both do. Correct. They both do. Yeah. 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 Okay. I have a story that t- kind of ties into that a, l- eh, a little bit. Okay. But I mean... Yeah, yeah. Are I, we, I think that's we're a good going segue. this direction around. I think that's <laughs> counterclockwise. I guess we're going yeah. counterclockwise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna do this one quite yet, but it kind of reminded me since I I, f- I forgot all about the golden record. Um, I got the I I got this story from futurism dot com, and uh, to chat with aliens, we should beam an encyclopedia to space. So. Mm. For decades, scientists have been trying to communicate with alien life that might be hiding somewhere in the cosmos. Usually, this takes the form of an attempt to transmit knowledge about our Earth without depending on a human language, since extraterrestrials wouldn't understand any of our words or syntax. But Wired's Daniel Oberhaus has a different idea. Send something like an encyclopedia into space so aliens can learn to interpret human language as it appears naturally. Hmm. Have you seen arrival yeah that's kind of like right. the reverse of arrival. yeah yeah exactly that's yeah funny. now now that they're here then we're trying to like yeah learn their crazy ass language that uh-huh. will let us time travel yeah and uh I don't know, that, alert. that kind of I, th- I think the whole thing was like titled rosetta stone but i was like dang what if we just sent out a rosetta stone like I guess you would need to be like chair. It makes sense to us, but does it make sense to the, you know, I mean, it's an idea, but but I mean, the encyclopedia kind of makes sense, but the logic is that any extraterrestrial picking up the phone likely has a decently functioning brain or whatever the alien equivalent of a brain might be. Therefore, there's a fighting chance that it will have developed its own language. Oberhaus writes that it's reasonable to assume that extraterrestrial evolution might arrive at similar solutions to these common problems, such as a brain capable of wielding hierarchical recursive languages. Hmm. Um, Assuming that there are aliens with structured languages out there, Oberhaus argues that sending an encyclopedia or some other massive text of natural language would be the best way to try to communicate. After all, that's how engineers train artificial intelligence algorithms that can read or write coherent sentences. Um, There's a chance that extraterrestrials may not connect the words they read to any sort of meaning, but as Oberhaus writes in Wired, the best way to start an interstellar conversation might simply be saying hello. Oh, you had me at hello. That's awesome. That makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, what we're saying out is better than a fucking golden record. Sorry. 
Just saying. Oh. I mean, I eh, mean, for you know. the times. Yeah, true. You know, we get a little bit more on it, but um, I well, mean, I, you know, the encyclopedia is a simple form of. I mean, it's our whole catalog of language, so we yeah. can try. I mean, it would be a good stepping stone. I don't think it would hurt. Yeah, but maybe you throw a Playboy in there too for him. See what well, that's say. what the golden record is. Oh, yeah, true it is. <laughs> what is yeah. on the golden record? Aren't there like uh, uh it's like some symbols? And... Yeah, it's like sounds of Earth, um, the coordinates of Earth in uh, six dimensions. Okay. There's and some animal sounds I think they yeah, have on there. like sounds of Earth, and there's like a picture of like a male and female human, like yeah. Yeah. anatomically correct. Okay. So they know what to look for when big, they blow big, us out of the stars. Big gazungas. Yeah. So if aliens are horny, I wouldn't say they're big like, gazungas. Yeah, but yeah. Moderately sized. It's like their version of the National Geographic. If we know anything about aliens, they're fucking horny. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> if we know anything. <laughs> I mean, ask a shock valet. He'll tell you. Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's funny. Well, while we are on space, um, you don't know, have to read this whole article, but I find this interesting. I want to get your guys' uh, ideas about it, too. Because, you know, there's a bunch of conspiracies around this, and I think that's kind of funny. So, secret Air Force space plane lands after more than two years in orbit. Oh, that's the, like, mini space shuttle guy. I can't remember its designation. Yeah, well, actually, so after record-breaking 780 days circling the Earth, the U.S. Air Force's mysterious X-37B unmanned space plane, that's it, dropped out of Oregon and landed safely on the same runway that the space shuttle once used. Uh, it was a fifth acknowledged mission for the vehicle built by Boeing at an aerospace company's platform works. Um, everybody's excited. Uh, there was a Brigadier General Doug Sheese from the 45th Space Wing saying this is epic that this happened. Um, we're extremely, extremely proud to have it come back. And all of our dedication and work uh, culminates into this whole 780 days of being in space. Um, funny thing is, it's really vague on why it was in space. Yeah, they always say it's on a mission, but they don't say what it is. Yeah, exactly. I know um, it's like got a quote-unquote laboratory on it, but there's yeah. no one there to run experiments, so they have to be... Because it's unmanned. So, so they have to be like, okay, we're going to put like this whatever in this container and see what happens to it while it's in space for two fucking years. Right, exactly. Well, so Randy Walden, the director of the Air Force Rapid Capabilities Office, said the latest X-37B mission successfully hosted Air Force research laboratory experiments, among others, as well as providing a ride for small satellites. Um, Funny. So the statement that this U.S. Air Force X-37 flight deployed small satellites is alarming since the U.S. has not reported those deployments in its U.N. registration convention submissions. Uh, McDowell tweeted, this would be the first time that either the USA or Russia has blatantly flouted the convention because there was an agreement uh, during the convention to catalog this. So that's kind of funny that that's why it's up there. Um, but yeah, does the, does the US even <laughs> right. honor any treaties anymore? Not anymore. Do, have we ever? Well, <laughs> I mean, especially now. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, um, I don't even want to talk about it. <clears throat> So <laughs> yes. my guess is like little baby s- killer satellites that like go around and blast other satellites out of orbit. Mm. Well, what about the whole Elon Musk thing where he threw out thousands of those little satellites to blanket the whole hemisphere and link them all together? Remember that? Like what, four months ago, five months ago? 
and there was news to mm, actually have more space litter. Yeah, I remember you. Well, that's what it turns into. That. But yeah, no, anyway. but I wouldn't be surprised if if that's what those were, since they didn't register them or whatever. You know, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. If it's like something that'll go up and like black out a yeah a Chinese or Russian communication yeah. satellite. Not or something. saying it's a conspiracy. It's just weird. Well, I mean, is that you why know? we need space force? Because if Space Force. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, honestly, well, like, we already had, it if reminds the, me of Captain Planet, the fucking cartoon. Yeah, it's the but fucking I mean, weirdest thing. if the Russians are going to send up a satellite killer, you know, if they kill all the satellites to kill our cell phones. Mm, yeah. Like, no, it'd no, probably I get be it. easier for them to but, hack our electrical grid and just shut it off. But Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they um, can send up a secret thing that we have no idea about and then it zaps all our satellites uh yeah i mean that's a thing well i mean if this is if 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 the one of the theories about what this thing is is a satellite killer like how like i, I see what you yeah know what I'm, I mean? I'm with you i mean i don't you know that could be I mean, something i'm not else. saying that that is what it is but well and then also you throw in here and just throwing it in here for tidbits for all you little conspiracy theorists then you talk about the black knight satellite that everybody rumors to have up there you know so I think that story is super cool, but I think it's total bullshit. I think the same. I think there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that speckled in there. So uh, I think there is like a strange object in a really weird orbit, but I don't necessarily think it is. What it can do what they, they say, say it, it is, is doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, just to wrap this up. So Air Force, uh, they are believed to have actually two of these um, X-37Bs, and they're only like 29 feet long. So they're not very long. They're like a mini little space shuttle, um, and they were designed to originally spend 240 days in orbit. However, uh, after the previous one went for 718 days, you know, we got endurance there. So I don't know, just something to kind of chew on because I find it odd that, oh, yeah, it landed. Uh, what was it doing? And no one said the exact purpose of... I think it wasn't no. unmanned. I think they were experimenting with space fucking. <laughs> That's what I think. Is that a perf- is that well, your official statement, yep. sir? Yep. Well, we've cracked the case, folks. <laughs> That's it. Two astronauts up there fucking. Episode's over. All yep. right. We Join us next home. week. So, um, all right. So this one is more of a funny, just like some dumb shit that had a cool headline that turned out to be dumb on the internet. <laughs> So the headline was alien gel found by China Rover is really alien metal object exclamation point. <laughs> so that should have, I should have known. Just set you off right there. Go on. <laughs> UFO sighting news. This was posted by Scott C. Waring at UFO sightings dot com. Dot com. Dot com. <clears throat> the post is a paragraph. <laughs> this- That's how long his article is. Oh, yeah. A paragraph. <laughs> yeah. And there were a couple of really grainy, shitty pictures that he got from the internet. (laughs) Sounds very credible. Um, This photo shows the crew... Sorry, I gotta get... Gotta get in the mood. Get get into character there. (laughs) This photo shows the crater in which the China rover found the gel substance, dot, dot, dot. And as you can see, it's not gel, but a side panel made of a metallic substance partially buried under the surface of the moon. This is 100% proof that aliens have been on the moon and the China rover has proven it. This doesn't look like gel to me. 
They say it, they said it's shiny. Yes, because it's a metallic sheet of metal, clearly made by intelligent beings. Why is it buried? Perhaps the moon is just an alien space station, and they covered its surface with dirt and rocks in order to protect the surface area and to disguise them from primitive cultures like our own. Nice. L O motherfucking L. <laughs> I cannot. Believe that. That's fucking funny. Well, Very what's, exciting what's writer me, on that. Is there a picture of this supposed... I want to see this. The gel-like yeah, substance? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. It I looks love, like alien splooge. I love how everybody like. always has definitive proof. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, ridiculous. I find that funny how they write that story. Alien gel found by Chinese rumor. Oh my god, we know what it is now. Well, okay, first of all... Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Look at this fucking landing page. On this website, I <laughs> okay. My ten-year-old would fucking do better. Oh my god! There's the fucking picture. Oh yeah, yeah. I can tell. I can tell exactly what that is. See the yellow highlighted circle around this? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And I mm. like. I thought this was going to be super awesome because uh, I was like, "What weird gel substance found on the mo- moon? <laughs> I haven't heard anything about this," and it. Well, why, like why I've been following that, but well, I was hoping for more, but this well, is why, not what I was hoping for. Why would they say that's a goo rather than just instantly say that that's some I weird know. metal sheet, some weird sheet metal that well, they found? I mean, why is that goo? What you're showing me, I would never look at that and go, that's goo. Oh, wait, no, it's metal. Like, why did it go from goo to metal? You use goo like four times. Uh, you realize that? I think it's just because of the right angle, because like in low gravity with little to no atmosphere things might form differently wasn't it originally saying it was like molten glass or some shit uh, like that i this was the first i heard about oh, it fuck. um but i'm assuming that the rover took a sample of it and that's how they why they said it was goo because of hmm. took know, a sample goo. stick your but, pinky in here say what it is but yeah we'll link to this y'all can make up your own mind maybe maybe it's i did ridiculous uh, well just this? looking at that page that you're showing me there's a they have a lot of proof <laughs> maybe i did scott c wearing dirty on this one but yeah, you you be the judge. I've been following this for about a month, roughly. It's fucking ah, okay. All right. A- anyway, yes. Thank you, sir. For I like how you read that. Very dramatic. Very very full of yourself. That's that, awesome. That was very very. It dramatic. was. It well, was. You know, so. I do what I can. <laughs> anyway, John, what have you got? Well, guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but oh come on, man. I'm just kidding. Oh. It's not really bare bad news, but um, supposedly a lot of the triangular craft that people report could possibly be a drone, a secret drone from the United States Air Force. Which, I mean, isn't that always everything they always say? Like, no, it's just um, that's yeah. a drone, yeah. that's swamp gas. <laughs> um, a lot of times it does turn out to be true, though. I mean, they were saying I say more shit than about that. the. Sure. I mean, yeah, stealth yeah, the stealth and the bomber and stuff. So, a new yeah. report in Aviation Week reveals that the RQ-180 spy drone, a mini-me of a stealth bomber, has been flying out of Beale Air Force Base in Northern California, California, and other California. bases. California, um, Northern California, and other bases for nine years. Uh, while the Air Force has declined to comment, Aviation Week stands by its strong evidence that Northrop Grumman's RQ-180 is up and flying. Do they have pictures of the RQ-180? So it says, what, sh- what should triangle spotters be looking for to determine if they 
are seeing a UFO or an RQ-180 other than the lack of an image on their radar screen. So there's, I guess there's some artist renditions of it because apparently there is of course no there is. thing, but mm. there, there's a aviation week. You failed me. There's a quote. It's uh, although aviation week commissioned an artist's impression of the aircraft incorporating a cranked kite wing configuration when it broke the RQ-180 story. Industry sources have since said the aircraft differs in detail from the published concept. Additional evidence now suggests the final configuration may be closer to the company's more familiar flying wing designs with a simpler trailing edge similar to that seen in the Air Force's official rendering of the B-21 Raider. Northrop Grumman originally crafted the same basic trailing edge configuration for the B-2 under the Advanced Tactical Bomber program, but changed it to the stronger load-carrying sawtooth design when the Air Force added the low-level penetration rule. Penetration. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just people's artist mm. rendering of this thing. Yeah, but they said for, so frustrating. for nine years, like the TRB-3 or the Triangle UFO has been... Like, that shit was popping up in the 80s, man. Yeah. Yeah, see, I've heard it as far back as then, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, there was, like, that crazy-ass flap in Belgium where the cops were like, no, we're seeing this shit, too. Like, Yeah, and uh, you know what? Apparently, that photo is hoaxed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Not wow. according to the show I saw on the History Channel, who would never <laughs> misrepresent down. anything. Calm the and fuck I mean, down. not according to Leslie Keen's book with that exact photo in it. Yeah, like I remember. Oh, the, no shit. Apparently, there's some guy I read a few weeks ago. It like devastated me, but he was like, yeah, I did the hoax. And I read the article a little bit ago, so I can't really remember. But um, oh. that's actually the cover photo for this episode, uh, for this article is that photo of where the cops were underneath it and everything. But um, this guy was like, yeah, we hoaxed that photo and it's gone rampant. But uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. The government got to him. But I mean, the the Belgian wave is still whatever. It's still legit. (laughs) Yeah, there's more to it than just that, though. For sure. I mean, so, you know, somebody said that. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, but fortunately for the secretive Air Force, no confirmed photographs of the RQ-180 have surfaced yet, despite the fact that it's big, 10 meters, 33 feet long, with a wingspan of 40 meters, 131 feet, and has apparently been flying since 2010, starting with tests at the Groom Lake Testing Facility at Area 51 and secretly moving to other bases like Edwards Air Force Base in Southern California before ending up at Beale with secondary operations at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada and Anderson Air Force Base in Guam and possibly other locations. Anderson Air Force Base is a shithole, by the way. Been there. The moon. Did you just throw that out there? Okay. Well, That is fucking gigantic, though. That is huge. 33 feet by 100 feet. That's pretty fucking big. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It is big. Um, Yeah, I'm just bummed about that picture possibly being a hoax. Yeah, especially too if it's. Le- yeah, I'm with you. We need to dig deeper into that and see if the guy who said he hoaxed it is even the name of the guy that like got took the, the picture, picture of it. Yeah, said right, he was right. the police officer. Exactly. Yeah, see if it leads somewhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm sorry you're bummed. That's that's okay. Shitty. But yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, that just goes with UFO sightings. Some of them are secret craft, like the B two stealth bomber. Oh yeah, you got to roll with day, it. Yeah, because you don't know. I'm sure that are like, and I mean, that right. is a triangular craft. So 
there's definitely triangular craft up in the skies right now that is black operations. Right. And they don't have any flight markings as normal, like something else would. Exactly. That are misidentifications, but I don't think that excludes every single one. No. I think you still got eyes open a little bit. Totally. With what you're looking at. Well, I'm going to cheer you up a little bit more. I'm sorry you're bummed, but however, well, we talked earlier about Christmas, even though we hate Christmas. Um, That's not going to cheer me up. Well, this is, well, because this is our kind of Christmas. Um, Do we, what the fuck is that little thing that comes out every holiday? It sits on Elf on the Shelf, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to tie that in with this. Uh, You guys have seen Trick or Treat, correct? Yeah, just barely. Yeah, you liked it, right? I did. Okay, so that was uh, produced and directed and written by Michael Michael Doherty. He also did something called Krampus. Did anybody see Krampus? Yeah, I love that movie. I fucking love that show. That's a good. It's worth. That's the one you're talking. You're talking about uh, the dude from Arrested Development. um, Yeah, yeah. uh, No, not Arrested Development. The guy off of um, uh, uh, Ron Burgundy. That he's in it. Will Ferrell. Well, his sidekick, the weather guy, wears a cowboy hat. Paul Rudd. No, no, the, the sports, other guy. The uh, sports Champ guy. Kind wears the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember that actor's name. I can't. Anyway, he's in it, um, along with some other people. It's really a good show. We're gonna look this up quick. But um, Fye starts a new holiday tradition with Krampus on the mantle. That's where I was getting at in the long run. So watch out, kids. Krampus is coming to town. Michael Doherty sure has a knack for creating holiday horror icons, and though the titular monster in his Krampus isn't the wholly original creation that trick-or-treat Sam was, and Sam was cool. I love Sam. Uh, Doherty's design for the mythical anti-claws was nevertheless became a true icon of the holiday season. And this year, for $34.99, you can get Krampus on the mantle. It is a 15-inch uh, tall thing, horns and hooves, and you can set him right on your fireplace. Some creepy-ass thing to set on your mantle. Oh, I, I like just it. fucking loved it. Why I not? Like it. Shit, oh, you and know? also Adam Scott is... Um, yes. He's in That's it. That's the main guy. I was thinking okay. of Jason Bate. I thought Jason Bateman was the lead character. Oh, gotcha. But it's Adam Scott. Okay. Yep, you're so right, Adam Scott. That was where like my him. confusion was coming. And you're talking... Was he in Community? What? Uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Correct. Adam yep. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I cool. think it, I would, I would like one. I'd fucking totally buy that. I actually, I saw one like two weeks ago in FYE. Do you have a picture of one? I was going to, yeah. Sorry. Right Just a tiny little Krampus. Look at that puppy. And there he sits. Yeah. I think it would be, it would make my Christmas a little bit better to have that sitting in my fireplace. Honestly, I, ho- I was hoping it'd be a little more, uh, hyper realistic and scary. <laughs> you think so? I know it's kind of yeah, like a doll thing. That like literally, it so. looks like elf right. on the shelf with horns that mummified or something. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. still, the premise is there, and I, I think the I premise like, is important. I like the idea. I like, I like where their heads at. Yeah, no, I could wrap my mind around that. Yeah, totally. It might so. be fun in December to do like a old traditions for like old Christmas like traditions old, old episode, traditions. Like Saturnalia, like uh, yes, like talk mind. about Krampus. Like I can't remember. It, it wasn't Freya, but like one of the there's like a Nordic like Viking tradition. Yeah, it wasn't like German had a lot of that too, that, right? Uh, yeah, um, but it's like uh, I can't remember the name. It's not Freya, but it's somebody like that that would like come around at Christmas and rip your guts out, usually it, for no reason. Well, Santa Claus, before we made it Santa Claus, it was made to scare the shit out of kids. Yeah. 
Like, period. That's where the coal came into and everything else. Stay in your fucking rooms. Be good children. If you don't, we're going to rip your face off. Have you guys like, heard of the yeah. Drioma? Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Drioma is actually Christmas, but it's this Russian thing where she's nice to, I think she's nice to kids, but if you're an adult, she'll just basically kill you. Oh. Okay. Uh, maybe Note I'm to self. That, maybe I'm getting that backwards. No, maybe know. we should do a little research into some folktales. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm That'd just, be a good Christmas episode. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just going yeah. off the top of my head. Oh, look at you, John. I like it when you run off the top of your head. I know. All right. Such a smart <clears throat> boy. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. So, Josh, you had something on your side, right? Yeah, um, this kind of ties back into John's story from just a minute ago. Um, So this Harvard scientist who was all in on Oumuamua is now saying we're unintelligent and Earth is not so special for aliens (laughs) to visit. Jesus Christ almighty, make up your mind. So uh, the headline is we're unintelligent and Earth is not so special for aliens to visit, says Harvard physicist um, by Nirmal Narayan. Narayanan, Narayanan. That name has a lot of A's in it. Yeah, but our resources <laughs> are pretty special. Yeah, he's just thinking that we're so. This guy sounds like an idiot. Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Thank you. Um, so this is from International Business Times. Um, I just love these like space UFO alien stories that show up in like Business Insider and shit. It's so fucking great. Anyway. Top Harvard physicist Avi Loeb has previously claimed that interstellar visitor Oumuamua could be most probably an alien probe from an advanced civilization. As humans are busy searching for alien life, a top Harvard physicist has claimed that Earth is not special for extraterrestrials to pay a visit to. Uh, Avi Loeb, the chairman of the astronomy department at Harvard University, revealed that humans are not that intelligent to attract advanced aliens who might be living in in a distant world in the deep nooks of the universe. So the guy's going to get pitchforked out. So this is a Harvard scientist. Yeah. A Harvard physicist. Yeah, who was on record being like, oh, that could be an alien. He was one of the first ones, right? Yeah. That said, hey. And he was saying that Oumuamua wasn't... Is he still claiming that Oumuamua is an alien satellite. This doesn't say anything about that other than okay. that he had previously said it could have been an alien probe, and right. now he's saying that they wouldn't bother with us. Well, while I agree with him that humans aren't special and we're a tiny little blip in the vastness of a fucking eternal exactly. galaxy. we're still biological. Like There's I want, something there. Like I 100% agree with him that we're not important and as important as we want to think we are, I agree that we are not. But um, I think he's looking at it a very kind of small a through mi- a pinhole through a very small mind. It's like uh, if if we are being visited by aliens, extraterrestrials, um, is it even us that is attracting 
them in the first place. Like maybe they are so unconcerned with us, uh, the hu- Homo sapiens, that like I think they treat us a lot like livestock. Well, exactly. Um, That's why I'm saying like he thinks. I disagree. Well, I. Th- it sounds like to me he's saying that the only reason aliens would come here is to make contact with right. Homo sapiens. What I'm saying is if there was an extraterrestrial being or beings coming to this planet, you know, maybe we aren't even the main course. Maybe we're not even remotely on the scale of that. Like we have H2O, we have well gold, we have I titanium, mean, like we have and, all these and there's natural been, and there's resources. Been theories in the past where said they, they harvest gold because of what they use to fly with and they uh, there's other things for resources I of what we are. Just watched a movie <laughs> Cowboys Uh-oh. and Aliens. Bow, 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 <laughs> Shut up, dude. Where they say gold is just as rare to them as it is to us. I so, mean, yeah. But this guy um, sounds like he's like super self-important and Yeah, yeah, he's talking about us from a civilization standpoint, not from a meat standpoint. And from a meat standpoint, we're just as interesting as anything else. Yeah. Well, you especially know? if you look at it and again, we're dumb as fucking rocks. We really are. Yes, we've made advances. We know who sure. we are, but when you look at other ideas of dimensions and where we fit into oh take John Keel for example where yeah. he talks about different dimensions and the and the super spectrum mm-hmm. are we missing that is this are they on that side of the envelope and not this side of the envelope I yeah. mean we're being rational about it but is there more to it and I don't know you know there's something to be said about that so anyway he made these remarks while talking to the Daily Beast uh, the physicist made these comments. Uh, when the Daily Beast asked him about the U.S. Navy's admission regarding the existence of an unidentified aerial phenomenon. So basically he was asking, they were asking about ATIP and like those videos. And he was like, I would think we are not particularly interesting for any other civilization to visit. The reason is that we are not that intelligent. Open the newspapers every day and you realize how unintelligent we are, said Loeb. <laughs> like, God, I don't, I don't think fair, that's I the guess, point. I don't know. Necessarily not the, not, the visit, no. but it's also not the point. Also, you know, oh my god, this is this guy is so annoying. Like, yes, <laughs> this this dude is okay. Let me sum this up for you. I think I can articulate what you're about to say. This Are you dude's sure? a because look at John's Harvard face. professor. Of course, he's fucking annoying. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I get that we're not in quotations like that smart, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, he added that humans... It's offensive in a way, isn't it? (laughs) It's just like, how can a Harvard professor be that short-sighted? And like, and I agree with him to a certain extent, but also like... Give us a benefit of the doubt. But also, also, who's to say that these sightings, who's to say these things are here for us? Or they even give a fuck about us? So he's he's so self-important that he thinks he actually think society as a whole is that smart that he thinks we're so we're so smart that we're so dumb that no one would come to see us i think he's thinking in like the star trek like federation type way yeah i see that and yeah, i know where you're going not in the like if you've really looked into this and like seen how like the dark side of the phenomenon and like how you know like if you do a lot of look, a lot of looking into like the mutilation cases and the in the abductee cases, like there are definitely some aliens that are coming here that treat us like livestock. Yeah, 
they're not here because they think we're smart. They're here because they think we're a resource or that the earth has resources. Okay. Like, well, not to get down this rabbit hole, but you, so now you're on the theory of different alien species that already have visited. They're here and people talk about that, whether it's grays, talls, you know, type thing, right? Is that, uh, no, I was just making a point. Mm, okay. I mean, <laughs> do you think there's only one species of aliens? I am on the fence whether they're even here, to be honest with well, you. Well, and I'm, I don't think there's one species. I think there's multiple. Obviously, okay. if they are. Well, well I, mean, I want to know visited. what I want to know what this dude's explanation for UAPs is. Right. So he doesn't really get into that in this. So, like, uh, is he smarter than the entire United States Navy? He says he just adds that humans should look for techno signature in the in the space that may help us to find the existence of aliens. It's much more likely for us to find traces of other civilizations at a distance remotely. We would see signatures of them in space, either because they send a signal that we detect or we see evidence of technological equipment that passes by us. Oumuamua, or we see the surface of the planet being modified in a way that implies uh, an intelligent technological civilization. Because he thinks that every civilization, he's so small-minded that he thinks every civilization is I'm like to us. It, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> However, John's all I'm just like, fuck this over guy. Here. The new comments I don't know how from, I'm smarter than a Harvard physicist. It's not that hard. The new comments from Loeb seemed a bit contradictory to previous theories put forward by him. A couple of years back after the discovery of Oumuamua, the first interstellar visitor, Loeb claimed that the uh, weird space body could be actually an alien sail from deep space, which that sentence makes no sense. I don't know what... Anyway, uh, the comments made by Loeb about Oumuamua became controversial in the scientific sector, and many experts claim that uh, the weird trajectory and change in velocity of the object could be due to a natural phenomenon called outgassing, which I do often. Um, <laughs> here's nice what one. I think. I wonder if his Oumuamua comments made it uh, hot for him in science land. And now he's Agreed. saying this to try and get some of his credibility back. Agreed. I think so. That's he, what I he think. realizes a collapse of the aftermath and he's like, eh, he's like, oh, maybe I should have backed up. Everyone started stuff. making fun of me because I was like, yeah, Correct. it's probably a fucking Correct. alien probe. I don't know. And now I got to like say, I don't think that shit's real. Correct. Well, maybe he should fucking look into it before he opens his stupid mouth one way or the other. Yes. Maybe 100%. But, you know, when you talk about, so just to revisit real quick, you talk about techno signatures. Mm -hmm. um, there's other people that believe the same thing that they really should look on that. Bruce R. Fenton, by the way, is one who, um, I'm reading a book by his uh, that's really good. And he talks about techno signatures and what he can see and what he kind of theorizes. Um, somebody said about that when you talk about where we're at with other aliens and maybe there's something out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. There's the star that they thought they were maybe seeing a Dyson sphere being built around uh, Tabitha, something or other. Right. Well, was that the pulsating one? Uh, or was that another one? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But not in the way a pulsar pulsates. Right. Say that two times fast, three meters in. No, I refuse. Well, you know what? If anything, if there was any validity to any of this, Stanton T. Friedman would have had. Oh. A catalog. Is this a motherfucking that. spectacular segue pivot? That, <laughs> that is another segue. As you, as you stretch your arms around. <laughs> Damn, I was just going to wrap that up by saying, like, let's drive to fucking Boston and beat this motherfucker up. But all right. No, so um, the late, great, 
Stanton T. Friedman. Um, he is a world-renowned ufologist. Um, he is a physicist, a nuclear physicist, overall smart dude. Um, he is the reason why Roswell really gained any attention. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. the story kind of died, and he ended up kind of resurrecting it because he was like, wait a second, like, what is all of this? So Santee Freeman, he died um, traveling either to or from a UFO conference. Yeah, I, I want to say he was on his way home. It yeah, was I on think, his way home. I yeah, think he, he was on he his died way home. In the airport. Yeah, from, yeah, in like yeah. Ohio. Died Rest in, in, an airport, in an airport. Um, so he has one of the largest um collections of just ufo uh paraphernalia really like yeah. just all he has almost 60 years of research yeah like it. uh i saw this story i saw the picture at the headline um, oh it blew I my didn't mind read it though oh my god and that picture um like literally gives me anxiety because i'm a very <laughs> when, when you look at everything it is fucking that crazy picture looks like one of uh, the rooms upstairs at my house where i just piled everything <laughs> and forgot about it like i am i am such a neat freak not like such a neat freak but i'm a, like everything has its place i'm almost a neat freak like if i had an office everything would be filed and orderly and here yeah you would this. use your file cabinet for files instead of to hide booze in yeah exactly. this drives me crazy behind me but yes i, I mean that's fine way. i mean it seems like everything has its place but so um yeah he he passed away and he has just a shitload of papers and documents and everything spanning his entire career that's of investigating crazy. ufos um so this lady Joanna Aaron Kerr, she's the manager of Provincial Archives. Herb Freeman was retiring from UFO research and convinced him to let them pre preserve his collection. So they've actually been preserving his collection um, before he even passed away. Um, but he has such a massive, massive collection and all of it is unorganized. So he was the only sole source of going through all that. He had nobody well, kind of helping him, or I mean, I can't speak on like, like he made. But, what, what we know, but whatever, I've but seen like, the picture, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But uh, um, apparently, you know, all of that stuff was super unorganized. But when he spoke, he would like refer to documents, and I mean, it kind of led to the assumption that they were pretty organized. But I mean, he was a smart guy. I think some people can yeah. just store all that in their brain. Right. And even you, I look at a disaster and they look at, oh yeah, that's right here in this book right here. Yeah. A lot of people like organized different, chaos agreed. is their filing yeah. system. Different yeah. brains. I mean, that's not how my brain works at all. Um, yeah. So he organized that. So there are three full-time employees in the private records section um, where Friedman's collection is being shifted through. Um, however, this is just one number of a bunch of collections that they have at the provincial archives that they're working on archiving. So there's not enough people to physically Sit archive all, all those yeah. because, yeah. because there's like they, he has a ton of things that correlate to each other, but a couple pages are in a book over here and then they're under a stack of paper over here and then it's over here. So like these people are sifting through thousands of pages. Did he ever write like a book? The way I work. Yeah. He, he's wrote, he's wrote, he's uh, wrote, he's wrote a few books. Okay. Um, okay. 
and he's I know done, he's popular, but I don't. I didn't know if he ever compacted a book. But with that being said, think of everything if they do the right job with all that paperwork. What could come from it? Yeah. For um, well, they're archiv- archivists, so hopefully they'll do the right job. Yeah. Right. Um, and because the collection is extremely large and disorganized, it could take two full-time employees working on the collections three to four years to finish. And that's kind of like if they worked full-time and they got, uh, the Joanna Kerr, she said, if, you know, they got to go fund me to get more funding to like actually put a couple people on this project then it would take three to four years. Oh, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's going to take crazy. a long time. Um, they said so far there are about 25 boxes of Freeman's records that are available to visitors of the provincial archives. Um, and currently digitizing the collection would be a mammoth task that isn't feasible at this time because yeah. they're still trying to get the physical copies just together, like page one, two, page three, four, five, And I was six. wondering when, when he deci- um, when he passed, it, it, what was left? Like, what does he have on here? And now we know. Now we see the, enough this to take two God. people, <laughs> right? Potentially over four years <laughs> to like fucking crazy. So there's, uh, I mean, I'm excited. I think within the next, you know, ten years, we're gonna find some really yeah. cool stuff. And yeah. he, you know what? Yeah. There's, there's, there's some stuff that the dude I don't think was right about. Yeah. There, there were some hit and misses, but but I think as long as he's been into the field, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a respect and definitely an appreciation mm-hmm. there. And uh, also, and, also know. we're talking about a field that nobody knows, right? Yeah. Still, so like, yeah. who am Agreed. I? He, he, yeah, you piss on. I Shut know. the fuck up. He John. was Jesus. always. I know. You I'm talking, fucking piece of I'm shit. Talking shit about Harvard <laughs> physicists. I'm, I'm not. I would never talk shit about Santi Friedman. But he was I'm, always one of my favorites. If I saw him on like a UFO show or whatever oh uh, yeah me just too. because he was very smart and articulate but also like passionate about it so oh, like, sure yeah so definitely he didn't sound like just some like this harvard professor fucking you know crack I mean? that harvard professor just sounds like a dick and then he'd be like i worked on nuclear airplanes and you're like and i'm always like what the fuck are you talking about? Nuclear airplanes, Stanton. Is there a nuclear airplane we don't he know about? He would always talk about working on that. And I was uh, always like... Okay, well... I well, think whatever. you might... I think you're confused more, with what's underwater. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, he, he he devoted his life and he was a smart man. And there's currently a team trying to compile all of that stuff. That's crazy. And it's Provincial Archives. Yeah. Well, stand I, by. I I'll, mean, you know. I always really admired and respected him, but he did, he was kind of closed minded on some aspects of it. Like he was basically like. But, but you know hard, what? Honestly, I think uh, a lot fucking, of researchers are, though. In yeah, that field. a lot of them are, but because he was they like have their die hard. Consensus. This is a nuts and bolts thing. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. He would always call them flying saucers. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But I mean, that's just one man's intense investig- 60 year investigation, 45 year investigation. Still very like, intriguing. I mean, I mean, agree or disagree with him, the dude went out and tried to prove his theory. Yeah, and he was a smart fucking dude, too. And he was very smart, yeah. and uh, he's done more work than you or I have. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> well, it would, it would take a team of two about 
15 minutes to go through the research <laughs> I, fucking I was gonna say a good, a good hot eight and a half and you guys got all my shit down it, it's fucking fun they could just open my bookshelf and be like alright these are the books okay well, this is are, asshole that highlighted yeah. this and this and this so I mean he he's done one I mean we wouldn't be talking about Roswell right now if it wasn't for this movie. oh yeah definitely so definitely. Yeah. Um, no one's perfect and especially in this genre where there's charlatans, there's people that are for real. Yes. There's some what, people the, that are half for real for half, not like people yeah, that are even, trying to make money, people right. that aren't trying to make money and just getting their story. Like, I mean, and all of it is not backed by actual provable science. But this yeah, is, this is no a times Exactly. This is a times we're in. When you talk about pseudoscience, it, it's fucking running rampant. So trying to make sure you figure out what the ins and outs are. It, it's really fucking tough. Depending on what, and this is yeah. another thing. Again, whether you disagree or agree, at least his heart was in the right place, and and I think his facts were kind of in the right place for the most part. I think for the most so, part, I yeah. think for the most part, he was he was onto something, and I think for the most part, he just investigated things with an open mind. Yeah, as yeah, well. and you know, as soon as all of this stuff is compiled, I can't, I can't wait. I think that'd see. be fucking really cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the chronological looks like. You know. Yeah, well, it sounds like we're going to have to go in person to look at these files, too, because to get them, oh, to get all of that stuff. Oh, to, trip. To so, go, like, they're archiving it into, like, a like a library type. Yes. Right, right. Like, they're exactly. not, they're, they're not, not, like, going to write a book about it. They're just compiling it. I mean, maybe eventually, they're just but organizing I think it and saying, here are the Stanton T. Friedman archives. No. Yeah, no, yeah. they're, they're. Have fun little weirdos. No, they're they are literally getting all of his papers in order. They are not digitizing this. She said that to digitize this, Fuck. this is going to be another monumental task. So they aren't even putting this on the internet. So just to visit the fact that they put everything together and that's going to be an event. Yeah, so anybody and, thinking and then, that, that once they get this thing together they're going to be able to search for it on the internet is sorely mistaken. They are going to have to go wow. to provincial archives and actually sift through pages and pages and pages of his research. Well, I'm on board. Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, how much time do we have? Not enough. <laughs> I know. Well, I have like 14 days of PTO I have to take. So there's <laughs> I that. I'm a bartender. Even, I can just take some time off. So. Even when it's even when it's organized, like, like yeah, so it's going to take two people four years to organize it. But he, once it's organized, that's still going to take three people i don't know about you guys but my mild dyslexia makes me a very very slow fucking reader like, oh no shit about that especially when you're reading something like that i'll take my own fucking sweet ass time to read through all those things you know yeah, yeah it blows my mind they close at five. Oh, okay so well, you there you go the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right i think it's like four forty-five. um you have one more article on your I, side right i, I then, do man and this is my favorite thing that I just stumbled upon. Should I just go for it? You got something else that you want? I got a couple small ones. Can I throw them in there and then we'll wrap up with a I mean, big yeah, highlight? Let's go around again. You do. Yeah. Let's do a round. Do you have anything on your side, yeah. Josh? Okay. Let's so do a round. I got a couple round. small ones, which I think is cool. Again, this is me being, you know, the fucking supernatural ghost weirdo guy. Um, the which supernatural bottle? ghost weirdo guy. That I wish I had you follow ego. behind me every day and just say that as I walk into places. That would be cool. Hello, Sharon. This is the supernatural ghost weirdo guy, <laughs> Shane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so which bottle filled with teeth pins in mysterious liquid discovered in English chimney? 
I know we covered the witches thing, but this still amazes me because they're still finding these things, um, especially in England, just because of the history. Um, and, and it fucking blows my mind. People are still like, oh my God, what is this? The charms were designed to ward off witches, but new research suggests that they had medical uses as well. So contractors demolishing the chimney of a former inn and pub in Watford, England. Oh, you're demolishing a pub? Dagger. Yeah. Recently chanced upon a creepy surprise, namely a bottle full of fish hooks, human teeth, shards of glass, and unidentified liquid. As BBC News reports, the 19th century vessel is likely a witch bottle or a talisman intentionally placed in a building to ward off witchcraft. So they're still finding these things. There's been almost 100 recovered um, this last year in that area in old buildings, churchyards, and riverbanks across Great Britain. Um, they keep finding them as they're tearing things down. And some of them date back as early as 1600, which explains, because as we covered on the witch episode, um, a lot of these beliefs were really in practice, and they mm -hmm. were kind of solid. So, yeah. But could you imagine driving through this and finding something like this? It just blows my mind. The type of torpedo-shaped glass bottle found in Walford uh, was first manufactured during the 1830s, meaning the find is probably not directly connected with Tubbs, um, who is one of the people that sent it there with the owners. Um, the witch's bottle presents, uh, does not suggest the building's residents practice anti-witchcraft traditions much longer than most. But still, if you're thinking 1830s, they're still practicing talismans, witchcraft. That's kind of into our modern era a little bit, you know, something you said about that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's very, I mean, it's closest to our modern era that you're going to get. I mean, yeah. that's, that's right. That's right around the corner from the Industrial Revolution. Well, so that's speaking, the thing, exactly. Speaking from like a historical, historical perspective, the modern era is like around the 1600s to now. Um, yeah, but it's broken down different eras too, if you look at it. So, you know, modern is... I don't know. It's kind of a loosey goosey I just, term. I just consider the industrial revolution like our modern age. I think what you're our, talking about is grand. coming out of the dark ages necessarily. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I'm right, talking about. Right. The modern age versus the dark ages versus yeah. like. But if you look at it too on a stance of where we're at now versus 100 years ago, and again, 1830s, I mean, Jesus, look where we're at and look where we were. That is a huge step yeah. fine. So still having people that have that, um, you know, they didn't really branch on to Christianity. They don't really have that grasp, but they're still doing this because they still have these uh, pagan or, um, you know, uh, beliefs of just a farmer or whatever have it. What did we cover in the witch episode about? That's all they had. You know, it's, you know, that's something we said about it. So anyway, and then one other one to... Real quick, and then you guys can jump into your stuff because this is weird as well. A woman uh, has forked out for a set of permanent vampire fangs to be fitted after spending years fascinated by the mythical creatures. So a gal called Julia Kampalernian from Korkda in Finland, she actually had fangs installed. Permanent, mind you. She wore them for a year. And then she decided she wanted to go full trait. So she is one of the world's first vampires, if you want to call it that. Which no, I, I just cover because it's dumb, if nothing else. <laughs> because I <laughs> think dumb. the theme of this news episode is 
It's dumb. What the <laughs> fuck? I just don't fucking get it. And she's smiling. She's happy. And she's twenty four years old. And she's like, oh, so she got the I ca- have fangs. So she got the caps, mm. and then she got them permanently installed. That, yeah, she wore the fake ones for about six months, and she decided she wanted to go all out. Well, I mean, good, good, good for her. Good for her. whatever Yay. blows you're scared of. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, okay, whatever. Millennials, fucking crazy. All right, I was okay, thought- boomer. I always thought, I just, oh, shut up. I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen X, dude. I always thought anyway. that, uh, like, the vampire fangs would have, like, little holes in them. So, and that's where they would get, they wouldn't actually suck the, I was gonna say, the blood out. Where are you going with this? <laughs> like, they would sink their teeth. It would kind of be like a hypodermic needle, their fangs would be. And they would just yeah. suck it out like that. Yeah, I get it. I, I, oh, I don't get this, but I get what you're saying. I, I'm at a loss. I mean, nothing. What I'm saying is like remotely. Uh, yeah. No, like it, it, re- reverse just, snake things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it just blows my mind where we're at now, day and age, with everything else going on. I, okay. She's there a vampire, Shane. Let her be a vampire. Uh, have fun with that one. Have fun meeting your future husband or your mother-in-law. Even worse. Any hook? Anyone who is going to get into a relationship with someone with permanent fangs. You either, better be dedicated. Either their parents have accepted them for who they are already and are not going to be shocked or surprised by their girlfriend having permanent fangs or they don't give a fuck what their parents think. Yeah. True. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. semi-covered in tattoos and my girlfriend's, all of her family is strict Mormon. Yeah, yeah, well, tattoos like versus you. permanent fangs. I call bullshit on the fangs. I, I think they'd rather have my hands tattooed. I think they would rather have fangs. <laughs> just call me crazy. I don't know. I'll think but, out of the box. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. Everyone I've known growing up that was into weird shit, either their parents made peace with it or they didn't really. Talk well, they to don't really have an option. Anymore, you know? So there's that. Anyway, I just worry about what this poor little 23-year-old girl is going to do in, say, 10 years, 20 years. I'm like, oh, I still have fangs, I think and I'm a this, grandmother. In this story. She can get, no, she can get a role on what we do in the shadows. She there you should, go. Hey, <laughs> she should take some acting classes. True. True. Hope yeah. it has like a 25-year span. Oh, you better be the best actress scary, ever. Scary paper. <laughs> I was also just going <laughs> to say that like uh I think in regards to this story, permanent is not really permanent. I'm pretty sure if she oh, wanted yeah. them removed, if they want to pull them out, they that can, would but be pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. So I've got a UFO sighting for you. Yes. Give it to me. Uh, Glasgow dog walker Ooh. spots UFO hovering above her home it's by always dog Daniel walk- Morrow for it's always, the Daily Record. It's always dog walkers and cigarette smokers. Yeah, it is. Because they're the only ones they're the ones outside just doing nothing. Man, I so. just I don't walk my dog and I don't smoke cigarettes. So, so well, you're gonna pick up both habits. I'm never gonna see one. <laughs> synchronicities, this is back to the UK. And the dog walker's name is Jennifer Kerr. Ooh, nice. Oh, All right. Wow. So Jennifer Kerr was nice walking play, her sir. dog Winston around Mary Hill when she spotted strange lights in the night sky at around 9 p.m. on Sunday, November 3rd. Uh, 2019? Yeah, I believe so. So this is like yesterday? No. Or two days ago two days or something? Ago, two yeah, days ago. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, let me, hang on. I'm, I lost track of days. I think today's the 5th. Let me check that real yeah. quick. And again, this is going to drop a week. Well, if it's November 3rd, I just want to know if it was 2019. It doesn't matter if it was yesterday. It was 2019. I stumbled on this. I'm pretty sure. Um, So, uh, 
The 26-year-old quickly rushed back to her home to show her fiancé, and he, too, was bamboozled by the strange lights. Ah, you bamboozled me, <laughs> see? Uh, Send Davenport. <laughs> tell me your story. Jennifer told, Daily, uh, told the Daily Record, I just saw these weird lights circling around and joining up in the sky above my house. I was really freaked out by it. I thought it might have come from Glasgow at the Botanic Gardens, but there was no way that torches would look that clear. Uh, so maybe searchlights, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I thought it might have been a UFO. Uh, I've not had an extraterrestrial experience myself, but the theories that aliens are real could be true. I guess it'll be hard to ever know. Uh, Jesus Christ. Lots of, lots of awesome quotes. Um, people will think it's a load of rubbish, but I guess everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, and then last month, the Daily Record reported on an Ayrshire couple who were left spooked after seeing mysterious lights in the sky. Adam Devlin and Maxine Steele also said they were freaked out when they saw bright white lights spinning in the clouds on October 15th. There is video. Do you want to see it? I mean, I was going to yes. ask you if did you watch the video because yeah. I watched a video and I was like, mm, well, okay. I was, was going to let John see it before I said anything. Yeah, okay. I would love to see it. Yeah. Enjoy this one. Please show me. Uh, is that giant? So I think the giant light is a house light. Yeah, I that looks like a street light. Right, like you're talking about the, the dot. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it's like, it looks like it might just be like a fucking moth flying around. It's hard to get. It's hard to get. Sorry. Uh, perspective and and okay like so that little, you know what i mean yeah well because you have nothing to really compare it to hmm. yeah just from that video is is she talking about this little tiny like bug like thing going yeah. around yep yeah you mean the bug yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so this is I'm what, not sure this is <laughs> what I come back to whenever <laughs> you know. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to talk shit on her sighting because, like, but from no, what I see, is she a Harvard professor? Because no. well, what important. I see in that video that kind of looks like a a, a bug or yeah. a, a dust thing well, and, like in the view of and uh, from the you. video Camera. you you can't tell how close it is there, yeah. there's no perception of, of that what perspective it is yeah know. there's no scale uh, well, and then you have that one that big street lamp that you can mm-hmm. see hooked to uh a pole are you but sure at, it's but a pole at, i mean but at first i was like oh this thing okay wait no that's apartments that's a pole and then this just looked like a little piece of dust or a bug kind of going around but this is what I come back to whenever someone's always like, everyone has a camera in their pocket now. How come we don't have any like really like real footage? And it's because anything that looks real, exactly. automatically people are like, it's Photoshop. Yeah. And anything that like might have looked real to the person that they film like that, it's like, ah, that's fucking totally. That's a moth. Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, you know, despite what this is, I get that whole philosophy because I, that's a good fucking valid point. Nowadays, when you look at that, and people are, they're taking a picture of something or something's in the sky. I I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Well, know? and if somebody's actually really truthful and being like, "Hey, I don't know, I know you're not. Gonna I, I know what this is. I, don't, I know you're not going to believe it because yeah. I know what that looks like when I look at this video. But this is what I filmed and this is what I saw, and I don't know what that was. So. Yeah, I mean yeah. the orbs that you guys showed me from your first trip out to Skinwalker. Like I was like, I'm just looking at a bright dot moving around on a dark back 
Yeah. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Without but, being there to understand the, what's the but context. The good, but the it, good thing you know? about that video is you see the stars for context. So you see, you have size reference and you have, yeah, you have size reference and also you can see a stationary thing so you can tell it's actually, it's trajectory. Right. So that, that one of the orb that we have personally is some of the craziest shit. And I saw that with my own eyes too. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the stuff that we got on this last trip looks really good too. And, but and like, I think so too. Looking back I, at it, uh, in the viewfinder, I'm like, I'll like, if, if I wasn't here seeing this with yeah. my own eyes, it would just look like someone shaking a camera in front of a fucking light. Bulb sure. Right. Little far well, away, and that's what, that's what I, th every time I think, I think, you know, I show people my own thing and they're like, well, bah. Yeah, and it's like so. I'm looking at that and be guess like, "Guess you oh. had to be there." Yeah. Well, the whole thing is, I, I think the whole premise: you have to have a skeptic eye, and you know, it's not. I mean, are you gonna poof poof this gal from Glasgow walking her dog? What kind of dog does she have, by the way? Uh, say? A Scotty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Scottish Terrier. It didn't say, but it had a picture of her with her dog, and she looked pretty cute. Okay. So. Well, I don't care anyway. <laughs> but it's important just to you know think about that why they're out, what they're doing, food. and then just uh, having a skeptic eye. Making sure that we know yeah. we kind of look. You got to think of both sides on that. Your videos that you had, John, that you, and that's some of the ones you initially showed me when I met you. I was like, wow, that is interesting. And then, of course, our trip to Skinwalker. Yeah, what we see blew my fucking mind. Yeah. You can't say that to somebody who was not part of that experience. And so, the phenomenon you know. is very personal a lot it of times. It really is. So yep. who's to say that what? Right, she saw is actually what is on the camera, or right. yeah, you know, because we're seeing from a tiny little eye view. Yeah, and you never know what. Who around. knows what the iPhone can pick up? Like, yeah. is it a different frequency? Is it in the super spectrum? You know that yeah. the iPhone can't pick up. Which again, super spectrum. Uh, our last episode with John Keel blew my mind because that's a good, that's a great fucking theory yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, and I don't think you know? even scratched the surface. With I mean, no, I, oh, I don't think no. so either. Um, oh man, I just watched Mothman Prophecies the other day. <laughs> you were saying earlier, dude. And that's cool. And John Keel's character, he's the paranormal Alexander Leak, but he has this this cool thing like Richard Gere's freaking out like well is it God like what and he's like look at these window washers and it shows window washers up on a giant building and he's like there's a car crash that happened 10 blocks away and we don't know that that happened but these window washers can see it and they know that a car crash happened but that doesn't make them God that just makes them be able to see a little further than we can right Right. There's a different perspective. And that's something, again, and he's where like, it's how far away are you or how close are you? Yeah. And he's like, well, why haven't they even come? Why haven't they come and talk to us? And he's like, have you introduced yourself to a cockroach? I have. It went horribly bad. Uh, did the cockroach say anything? <laughs> yeah, did that's why it was horribly away? bad. But it was on black tar heroin, so maybe that's something. I, mean, I, would, yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I'm making that shit up. I was not. Or was I? Good. Sharon, um, don't report Shane to HR. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah please. Do not drug test Shane. Totally, totally joking. Anyway, <laughs> but no, yeah, I get that. Um, 
I don't know. You know, I think we're kind of, what do you guys, do you have anything else on your side? Man, or? I, I literally just have one more story that I. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. let's, uh, let's, let's do with, that and wrap it up. I've Yanni. saved the best for last. And I honestly didn't even mean to bring up Mothman, even though this is my last story, but the Mothman is back, baby. Oh, Seriously? shit. Yes. In Pleasant Point or in. No, no, not in Pleasant Point, but this past October, um, there were two sightings of large winged humanoid in Rosemont, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Oh. And it makes my heart so happy to read this. <laughs> I think our friends at the uh, Singular 14 Society have been looking into this. Yeah. Yes, actually they have. Yeah. Yeah, um, apparently there's been a bunch of sightings um, around Lake Michigan um, since 2017. So there's there's been a lot of sightings, but just recently, this past October, there's been two sightings. And the first sighting took place on October 5th, 2019, near Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. The anonymous witness reported the sighting to Lon Strickler at Phantoms and Monsters. The witness initially contacted MUFON but declined to follow through with the MUFON investigator after becoming concerned that their anonymity would not be respected. The witness likely works as an Uber driver or for a similar company as parked outside O'Hare when they saw the creature. And this is from their account. The encounter was so brief, but I also got a pretty good look at the creature. I was parked by the light pole. It allows me to park a little more off the road. I was fumbling around with some charging cables that led me to the back seat of the car for my passengers to use while in the car. I had my passenger's side windows down to give my AC a break. It was then I saw it was then that I saw movement and and looked up to see the creature emerging out of the trees. It was large and about 6 to 7 feet tall. It was human-like in appearance but almost solid black. There were no real features on this thing, just solid black. It swiveled its head around, looking and scanning, and that is where I saw the glowing red eyes. The rest of the body was thin. I remember making note that it looked like a thin person, and it was sort of hunched over because its arms were down to about its knees. The wings were about as wide as it was tall, so about six to seven feet in width, and looked like the wings of a bat. When it walked, it kind of had a sort of weird waddle. Not so much like a penguin, but like the kind of stride that a large bird, like an emu, would have. The, wit the witness continued to state that there were other drivers around, so someone else had to have seen it. The witness says the creature flew off to the south and left behind a strong smell of ammonia. Really? Yeah. That's a nice little tidbit. I don't remember that from the original case. Was that a, it a was. good thing? It was. That was an original case. There, there were, and it wasn't ammonia. It was a uh, ammonia sulfur smell. Oh, okay. is what they were talking about. Yeah. And the second report comes courtesy of Manuel Navarrete of UFO Clearinghouse, who received a report from a man who saw the creature while he was attending a wedding at the Edward Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, on October nineteenth, twenty nineteen. The Edward Hotel is approximately three miles north of the O'Hare Airport. The man says he stepped outside for a cigarette and was walking through the parking lot when he heard a scream that sounded like a woman's voice. He turned on his phone's flashlight and began looking around the area. Then he says the creature flew directly over his head. And this is, this is his actual account. 
This thing was at least six feet tall and was solid black with large wings. It looked like a giant-sized bat flew over the top of me. It was all black and kind of stuck out against the lights of the parking lot and the lights from around the area, including the gas station across the street. Three other people saw it as well, including a couple who were walking across the parking lot as I heard them exclaiming about it. It flew toward the expressway and the BP gas station. This whole time, it was screeching loud and flapping its wings hard like it was trying to gain height. When I, when I lost sight of it, it was about the height of the billboard across the street, still shrieking away. Now I know I had been drinking during the wedding and was a little buzzed when I walked outside, but I was as sober as a judge after seeing this thing. It was unnatural and was pretty much the scariest thing I ever did see, but I know for a fact that I saw and those other people saw it. The witness says he did not notice any red eyes or other distinguishing features. He also stresses that while he had been drinking, he was not impaired in any way. Although that's usually what people say. Yeah, I, dude, I drink a lot and I've never drank enough that I've seen Would shit. Would see shit like that. I've like drank enough that I didn't remember a conversation or like an argument. Right, I've time traveled, like, but not when you yeah. see something with flapping wings and you can judge the size of whatever okay. it is. Okay, one time a couple <laughs> winters ago, I was super fucking drunk. I think this might have been back Don't when tell I everybody this. smoked and I stumbled outside to have a cigarette or something and I was like looking at the street lights on the freeway behind my house and I thought it was a helicopter like coming in for a landing and I was like, fucking come get me, bitches. Yeah, but you that's know? you though. But you see helicopters all the time. I was That's different from this. Yeah, I, that, I was also fucking hammered, not just yeah. a couple drinks at a wedding. Well, and there's, there's, I mean, there's misidentifications. I mean, that's a thing that you need to think about. But one of the things I think that is weird is that they are around the O'Hare International Airport and... Man, I may not be getting this uh, date right, uh, but like around 2007, there was that mass UFO sighting uh, around the American Airlines. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, you're right. I remember hearing about that. Area yeah, yeah, the at Chicago O'Hare the donut right. hole in the fucking yep. clouds, right? So yep. it sat there forever. A bunch of ground crew witnessed it. Uh, a bunch of e- the uh, tower crew witnessed it and then it shot straight up punched a hole in the sky and it was gone so maybe that is a weird window area for strange happenings uh, again you know not to say it for the third time but john keel believed in those window areas yeah possibly i i don't know i don't know but uh yeah, yeah and and if the mothman is back what why why yeah that's my whole thing when you're reading those stories and those encounters why yeah like this is is there an is there a disaster coming upon yeah not not to be paranoid but yeah and i'm you know and i'm not trying to spread some scare the world yeah i'm not trying to say some mass paranoia i'm i'm saying it for fun yeah but you know but there's something to be said about that because we look at history but if you do believe in the mothman in point pleasant west virginia and you right and i mean the silver bridge collapse is a 100% thing that happened in history. Oh, sure. That's not yeah. a fake thing. I mean, people no. are still alive with relatives today that that happened to. Yeah, that was just like in the late In the 60s, 60s right? late, like 67. 66, 67. Yeah, yeah 67, like December 14th, 67. That, it was that so. one weird year that just all those encounters occurred. And then when it actually happened, then it just 
went away. Went away. So yeah, is there if something weird happens in Illinois, Chicago in the next right year or two? I'll I'll come knock on your door, John, and go. God damn it, dude. You jinxed us. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I didn't I mean, jinx us. <laughs> the Mothman no, didn't. If you ever yeah, see the Mothman right. ever fucking <clears throat> run the other way. Maybe move out of that town. Right. Yeah, or definitely don't drive on any bridges. Yeah. Ah, oh, god damn, dude. Yeah, inter- very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's good. Um what well, those that's a news, I think, for the most part. But I mean that one kind of hit home. Hopefully you guys hopefully we finished off kind of strong because uh, I didn't stumble on that news report. Usually, whenever we pick up all the news we do, I see them, you know, yeah. and we all see them. We kind of, okay, you'll pick this, you'll pick that. That's kind of a new one. Yeah. So I, I was pretty know. stoked to find that. Um, right, right. I'm very interested to see if more sightings I co- keep following up and out. see see what the tail end yeah. is, you know, important. But anyway, um, do you guys have anything else on your side? I, I don't. Okay, Josh. No, no. We I already mean, got promotes out there. I think um, you know. Hopefully, you guys are liking what you're listening to. Again, this is a monthly news episode. We like doing it because it's it kind of relieves us a little bit where we can do research on the other episodes and we can take mm-hmm. some time to do that. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, feedback. I think more than anything, uh, strangejungles at gmail You can find a website at mystrangejungles.com. Uh, and you can find us on all podcast platforms. You can call us at 801-252-69. Yeah. 45. And let us know. We want to hear stories too. And so we are going to, I guess, close the gates, mines, bridges. Close the gates, but don't collapse the gates because Mothman is about. Oh. Yeah, we need the gates to be intact. That would be nice. Yeah. Otherwise, just, we can never do this. Just close them. 